What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Monday, March 9th. Here's what you missed while you were out busy doing you. If you're lucky enough to have a 401k and you haven't looked at it in the past few weeks, don't bother checking it out today. We've had one of the largest sell-offs again. I'm talking Valentine's Day Massacre bloodbath. As of this writing, we're looking at losses in the Dow of almost 2,000 points or 7%. S&P 500 over 7% down. NASDAQ down over 500 points. Got so bad this morning, they had to pause trading for 15 minutes after the so-called circuit breakers were triggered. So what the hell is sparking all this sell-off still? Is it just the COVID scares? Well, that's definitely a part of it. If people are scared or can't go to work, then the public isn't spending money on things, except hand sanitizer and Lysol. So this causes economic pressure. But today's sell-off was also pushed further when this past Friday, Russia decided to balk at a proposal from OPEC, a group of the main countries that produce the dinosaur-aged fossil fuel oil. You see, Russia has its eyes on the prize, which has always been global domination. OPEC wanted to limit production of oil by 1.5 billion barrels a day to help prop up energy prices by limiting supply. Russia said, we don't want to. So Saudi Arabia decided to play what some call the scorched earth approach and slash prices. See, it costs them the least to produce oil. But guess who loses the most in production? U.S. shale companies. They've been flooding the market and making competition harder for the OPEC countries and their allies. And now they're getting the squeeze put on them. So it looks like we're headed towards an all-out price war between OPEC, Russia, and other states, which is why oil prices dropped some 25% overnight. And the market has responded with a wild day of sell-offs as this directly impacts U.S. business. Sure, Gas prices might go down temporarily, but hopefully after this, you'll understand the bigger picture here. And while you would think it'd be a good day for them, it was another huge flop for the no-fee stock trading app Robinhood. Not only did their app fail to effectively work last week during the largest trading days in history, once again, they had to report to the public that, quote, trading is currently down on Robinhood and we're investigating the issue. Not exactly the statement they were thinking they had to make this morning. They were back by 10.30, partially, but customers are losing faith. Not to mention, there's this virus thing going on in the world that's causing a lot of grief for some people. Have you heard of it? Well, I've got some updates. I really tried to avoid this topic last week as much as possible. I'm trying to provide interesting news to you all, and you probably hear about COVID-19 at least 19 times a day already, but some things have progressed since last week, so let me give you a quick rundown of what's happened here in the U.S. and, and globally. So first, Northern Italy is on complete lockdown until at least April 3rd. No one is allowed to travel in or out of the Lombardy region and about 14 other provinces. Museums, theaters, resorts, wineries, they're all all closed, really killing tourism and thus the local economy. But with 233 deaths and almost 6,000 cases already, it may be necessary. Things are running rampant in Italy. 
In the U.S., more large businesses are starting to close offices and give a flexible work option to their employees. Major tech companies like Microsoft, Amazon, Twitter, even Apple this week have announced these flexible work-from-home policies. Now, it may help to prevent disease spread, but it's also starting to kick off huge fears in the labor market. Quote, if workers can't work, production and income go down. That becomes a demand problem if workers lose income and stop spending. This was from Harry Holzer, a economist at Georgetown University. Passengers aboard the Grand Princess, which has just been chilling in the Pacific for days with 21 people on board testing positive for COVID-19 and 3,500 people in total on board are finally going to dock in the port of Oakland. And now we have a third Princess cruise ship, which has been given a no-sale order by the CDC and is stranded off the coast of Fort Lauderdale. The U.S. death toll has gone up to 22 with about 560 cases across 34 states. By now, I'm not sure why anyone is still taking cruises. They're just like Petri dishes at this point. I've never been a fan, but much less so now. And as I'm writing this, I see that the U.S. State Department has issued a warning for Americans not to board cruise ships. But China case numbers are actually going down. Students are returning to schools, employees are going back to work, and most importantly, those temporary hospitals are closing shop due to lack of demand. Few new patients. So... Before you get all panicked, remember, please, the major warnings are for those over the age of 60 and those with underlying conditions or compromised immune systems. For the rest of you, be clean, stay clean, and stay healthy. We'll survive this. President Donald Trump loves himself a good old-fashioned corporate shakeup as much as any other capitalist, as we've seen him do plenty of times with his staff over the past three years. With an apparent executive office turnover rate of about 80%, according to the Brookings Institution, you gotta wonder when the professionals are gonna finally show up. And then you see about 17 positions of his core decision-making team have been replaced multiple times. This weekend's latest shift has had four different names attached to it already. This Friday, President Trump let Mick Mulvaney, who was technically only in an acting capacity for about a year, go on to greener pastures, Northern Ireland, as he welcomed his favorite Lambeojo, Mark Meadows, as his new chief of staff. Longtime Trump supporter and TV defender, he's a regular in the West Wing, has close ties with Jared and Ivanka, and can usually be caught on late-night phone calls with the president, advising him on a range of topics. One thing to his benefit, though, he does have ties with both Democrats and Republicans alike. Will that really help this administration with negotiations and compromises? Not when Mr. Deal is in charge. See, I doubt it, but we shall see. At some point in the future, there might be an ad right in this moment that I am now speaking, but not today. Today, I just want to tell you, I love you all. Thanks for listening. You guys rock and inspire me to do this daily. I appreciate you. Back to the news. In an update to one of our first stories on this show, Amazon never stops finding new places to win, and they're planning on doing it with Amazon Go. So we spoke about this concept before. You walk into a store, you scan your Amazon app, then you grab what you want from the aisles, load up your bag and walk out. They'll charge you. They're that smart. But other retail stores want in on that action too. So Amazon recently sat down with Reuters today and told them that they're selling this tech. It's called Just Walk Out. Yeah, 
That's the name. Just walk out. Instead of scanning your Amazon app, you scan a credit or a debit card when you walk in. Everything else is the same. And they're already selling this concept, confirming they've already signed several deals. Definitely not with rival Walmart, who's already teamed up with Microsoft to offer their own version. Of course, you can't shop here if you don't have a bank account. And so cities like Philly, San Fran, New York, and the whole state of New Jersey have banned these so-called cashless stores. Is this the inevitable future or will regulations always slow down this transition to a cashless economy? You tell me. Hit me up on Twitter. My handle's on the cover art. I told you earlier that life was pretty sucky in Italy right now, especially in the north. 233 deaths, 6,000 cases of the coronavirus, and you can't even jump on a train and get out of town anymore. So what do you pray for when you're trapped in the house? How about a miracle? How about some water into wine level miracles? Well, that's what happened in the small northern Italian town of Castelvetro last Wednesday. Some kind of screw up with a valve got a thousand liters of wine into the water pipes. So for about three hours, you could turn on the faucet, the shower, or even the garden hose and get yourself a Chianti fix. Quote, at a time where we have very little to smile about, I'm glad we brought some levity to others. Hopefully someday they'll remember us and will want to come visit us. That was from Misaki, one of the vintners at Cantina Setecani Winery. 80% of the tourism in the area has had cancellations already. Adding to future vacations list. Done. Well, my beautiful people, that's your top five news stories of the day. So 23 years ago today, we lost Big Papa, the notorious B.I.G., a.k.a. Biggie Smalls. Start your week off right. Go listen to Juicy tonight. Remember, at one point, it was all a dream. As always, stay focused, proud, and stay dedicated. I got you with the news.